will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. Come then and join this holy band and on to glory go to dwell in that celestial land where joys immortal flow. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him now. He will save you, He will save you, He will save you now. Blameless, life full of sin, I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the life. Oh man, under the throne, how does it really for my own? Then Jacob's sign, man, not sign. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Oh, the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. Now I so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Folks, we're blessed people, aren't we? That's for sure. We're, we're really blessed. Look at me. Get your light on here a little bit. Brighten things up here for us here. Tonight we're going to just spend a few minutes here on the thought. I always love to go back in God's Word and just reminisce 
know if everybody do any reminiscing in here or not. I do. I like to go back times and just go through these words and just see how God's goodness is to us. It's so, so numerous. And uh, all through the ages, you know, the man has acknowledged the goodness of God and, and uh, showed us through his word how that even today we as God's people, that they show us through his word that God's goodness is great. And uh, it is, it's, an, it's an awesome thing to think about tonight and how God blessed us. And we just went through another year and uh, Brother John reflected on that this morning and then we're not coming into a new one. And just pray God's goodness will continue to flow. And it will flow if we, if we stay where God requires us to be and be in, in His will. We, we'll get God's goodness that promised to us. Uh, yeah. Brother John he asked me this morning, I was at Kirlis, and I told him I, I, I'll do it. And, and uh, I thought, you know, it's time like these, you just got to pick up the slack. So I pray y'all pray for me as, as I take up this there. Responsibility. It's a big responsibility, folks. I mean, it's it's thing we can't it take lightly. It's it's a big responsibility to get up here and, and uh, say what uh, God's laid on our hearts and pray it gives does come out in the right way and pray it would be a blessing and help to others. I remember uh, when I was granddad years ago. I I would haul him these old fellowship meetings back in the '60s after I got my driver's license. When, and uh, I take him on. He'd tell me a story one time about, you know, every now and then preaching, he'd, he'd say uh, for somebody to chop for him. You know, in other words, he, would, he wanted you us to pray for him, you know, chop for him. That was no word. And, and I thought about that. He'd tell about how it come about him and, him and somebody years ago, they used to do a lot of cross tie hewing around these hollers here. And, and they would take them to green up. The only way they'd go would go up, up this hill over here, go around Laurel Ridge and down Clay Lick. Come out on Route 1 and greet them low cross tide. And he talked about their, one of those grades on it. They come over that hill with them ties, and, and he had to chalk for the driver of the wagon. Because it, it started pushing the team, you know, the load. And he said, I had to chalk for him. And he, that's where he came up with that, you know, y'all chalk for me tonight. Yeah. And uh, he said, what to do that, that wagon start pushing the team. He had had a, had a big pole with, with a wedge under it. He'd stick it on the wheel to stop it. And it Get them rest up, and they back up a little bit, and they pull a lot. He, he, and he, he said, "I chalk for them down the hill." So that's how it is. You know, we, we just chalk for each other, and uh, we'll get through this tonight. I want to just look at this for tonight. You know, um, this is an awesome topic. I've spoke some on this once before, maybe two times in time, but and uh, I want to reflect tonight on on this thought tonight, God's goodness, and and. Uh, I said, we done went through another year, and, and I tell you what, we cannot deny the fact that God has shown His goodness to us. I mean, we have. We, we know that, and, and uh, he is, uh, He's promised many things, and, uh, and, uh, and through that promise, we can endure. You know, we just can't quit. We are sad to say there are a lot of people quitting today. But what they are realizing is that they have uh, actually turned their back on God's goodness. It's the best place in the world to be tonight, folks. We're here where God said be with us. Now I'd like to go to Psalms chapter 52. There's a lot of scriptures in 52, or Psalms rather, and, and many of them are here in chapter 52, verse 1. We'll start with this one. And it's very important. We, we look at these, and 
see how, how cruel we are blessed. He says, Why boasteth thyself in mischief, almighty man? Yeah, when you come into the house of the Lord, there's, there's, there's not no time for foolishness, folks. This is serious. We need to be serious about this. And He says here, Why boasteth thyself in mischief, almighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. And uh, the psalmist here, he, he brought these to our attention. And uh, it's very, it's very, it's very blessed fact to realize how great God is. And uh, I sit back there and, and uh, Linda, look up here and see seven grandsons up there singing. You know, that's a, God's goodness. God's been good to me and my family. I know that. He's been good to all of us. Have like to be thankful for, folks, i tell you that. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm thankful for another Lord Day service you've given me in. And again, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here tonight. Lord, help me to bring forth what you lay on my heart. And, uh, and the Lord, may it be a blessing to us and it's been to me. As, uh, many times look over your great verses and study them and, and just see how great you are to us and uh, all your goodness that you, you've been, been given to me, Lord, through my life. And though we just can't thank you enough. Lord, go through this night. Bless over not only be here, our pastor. Lord, just bless him and uh, give him what he would stand in need of tonight. Pray everything would be well with him. Lord, he'd be back with us Wednesday night. And we pray for others who are not able to be here. Lord, be with them and bring healing. Be with those that are broken hearted. I think my cousin Tiny Heart, Lord, family, to be with them and comfort them throughout these days ahead. And others, Lord, we know broken heart as well. And do pray for Brother Superall. Lord, you be with that family situation. They're training our dad. We know you know all about it. Lord, your your grace would be sufficient, I know. And Lord, we pray your blessing upon them. Lord, if we're going through this night, Lord, bless us and bless us throughout the week. And when we leave here, Lord, we can truly say it has been good to be in your house. And Lord, forgive me where I said it again, you Lord. And Lord, again, help me during bring these words and words of encouragement, words of help, and words to show where many times we may even come short. But Forgive us of our sins, Lord, and our fears. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. amen. <clears throat> we go back on over to Psalm chapter 107. <clears throat> and I, I, I've done so, thought about this many times that, <clears throat> that the goodness of God must have been something that the psalmist thought was very important to talk about. Because you know here in this one chapter, he wrote these same verses. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works <clears throat> to the children of man. I said, this must have been a, a, a word that was laid hard on his heart. Because if you notice, he wrote that four times in that one chapter. These very same words. Verse 15, 21, and 31. So, it, it's... It's good fact that uh, it was a uh, the writer of this psalm. He repeatedly wanted people to realize how good this God was, how great it was. A lot of times we go over things many times, but just to get the emphasis across, I think that's what he did here. He, he said it's enough to show folks the goodness of God is great, and uh, <clears throat> he kept going over goodness of God repeatedly to get his point across. And I think he sure did a good job of it. When you read this old chapter and see how that God has, has blessed, blessed his goodness has been poured out upon God's people, the Israelite nation, and his, his uh, family 
heritage. And, and so God's goodness, I believe, is something that should be expressed more, even in our own daily life as well. And things, you know, we, uh, we talk about, <clears throat> I've made it a habit, I don't know if it helps or not, but I do make some phone calls through the weeks, and, and most generally every time I talk to someone, I always say, Lord, been good to us. You know, and a man just up the road or not too up the road, he, he's usually one you missed and met God, you, you turn you off and quit like that. And I talked to him here just before Christmas, and he told me he's going to be 81 year old, and I believe April. And I said, well, God been good to you. He said, you know, I said, I guess he has, you know. So you just put these words out, you know, get, get people thinking, you know, how God is good. And... Uh, See, the, <clears throat> the thing noted in God's word is is there an abundant supply of goodness. It doesn't run out, folks. It, it's not a shortage of God's goodness. It's been always back in the beginning, up to our present time. There's always been an abundant supply of God's goodness upon mankind. And uh, it's uh, expressed even, as we go back even to the book of Exodus and chapter 34, we'll, use, we'll go all the way back to Moses and uh and just look at this uh, as well. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6 and 7. This is where Moses uh, had went back. He, you know, the first time he made the, uh, the law of Ten Commandments. And he, when he came off the mountain and saw that the idols and things that the God people were doing, he broke that first set of the law. And so now God has called him back upon Sinai and he gonna, is now uh, prepared uh, to... Letter another, another of these commandments on the rock that Moses had brought forth, and uh, it says here, verse four. He said he hewed two tables of stone like unto the first, and rose up early in the morning, and went up on the Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him. And took in his hand the two tables of stone. And the Lord ascended in a cloud and stood before him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Now you got to go back to a little earlier and you'll see that he was in that cloud because no man could look upon God and live. And so he was in this cloud that came down and he was inside that cloud speaking to Moses directly. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed and proclaimed, he says here, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. There it is. It's all through God's word like that. Here he told Moses that he, his goodness is in abundance. Don't think there's going to be any running out. As we said, he stood before him. And, and uh, we see that it, it has been testified. I, I got to go to several scriptures and see where the, many of the prophets and many others had said the same thing about as Moses did. That God's goodness was an was a uh, unexpirable thing. It never, never uh, ceased to be. And uh, I believe that we can all today testify to the fact that God is true because it's with us here even today. 
and it's truly never ending. How many of us can say there have been times that the goodness of God has not been poured out to us? I don't know over time. I don't know over time. We've got to realize that, you know, we can't say God has, has never blessed us. His goodness has always been with us. And He's always will be. And uh, here's where God's love comes in. Even when He didn't deserve it. His goodness will still pour out to us. Over to Psalms 31 and 19. Psalm 31 and 19. It says here, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. We, the chosen of God, folks, can testify to the fact that an act of mercy on his part has been bestowed upon us. It's something more precious than all the gold in the world. There's no doubt about it. He says in verse 20, he said, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence. From the pride of man thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion. He says here, from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes, nevertheless, thou heardest my, the voice of my supplication when I cried unto thee. O oh, uh, oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentiful reward of the proud doer. He said, Be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye hope in the Lord. Don't ever think that God's goodness is not with you, folks. Even in the darkest hour, God's with us. Back in Psalm 65, let's go on over a little farther. Verse 4. Psalm 65 and verse 4. <clears throat> Blessed is the man. Read these verses real carefully. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. Those are very important statements that are made. That he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. The psalmist here is making it very plain. That we who are chosen of God, we are of those, we are of those that He calls to approach Him. <laughs> Think about that. Blessed the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. He brings into the other part of this her goodness, His Holy Spirit. His Spirit hovers over us 
draws us unto Him, causes us to approach Him and seek forgiveness of our sins. As we see in this as well, he talks about another thing. I'm just going to get here in a minute. But I'm thankful that God has put me here. I'm thankful that He put me here in this court. That's what this, this uh, the Psalms referred to it as. And, and uh, He talks about here that that he may dwell in thy courts. That we that courts has to do with the Lord's house, folks. We were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. We were drawn unto him, or we approached him through the drawing of the Holy Spirit. So he sought us before we sought him. A lot of the people today has it otherwise. I'm thankful God reached down and touched my heart with the gospel one night. So I'm thankful that God placed me here in one of His courts. That's what this is. A place where I can come and fellowship and worship in a church that God planted here. That's what this is. It's a planting. It was planted from another church over across the hill. This is a church plant. And uh, I'm thankful that I can... Truthfully say, it's been, been a great blessing to be here and work together with the church family and work in unity and bond of love and peace and that the world doesn't have. We're, we're blessed, folks. We're blessed with the goodness of God. But being a part of the Lord's church. No wonder David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He knew the goodness of God. I'll be honest about it, I do too. I know it. I know we all should say we know His goodness. It's, it's revealed to us every day, every hour, every minute of our life. How can we not consider this great privilege to be here? When we're chosen here, when we've been drawn here, and when we've been planted here. In this court, it should be considered a great honor to be in the Lord's house, and where we can come and worship and Amen. sing praises. Folks, these people in our world today don't have this. God's goodness is they poured out upon them, but they're suffering. In many places tonight, they don't have what we have. God's been good to us to give us a good, warm, comfortable place to be in and be here in this little community. And we take so much for granted. It's good to be here in the house where we can come and sing praises and to God's holy name and for His goodness and even place us here. That's something to think about. You know, I'm thankful that God put me here. I don't know where any other place to be. That's why we should be satisfied and as he said in verse 65, we shall be satisfied with the goodness of his house. I always hear many times, if you've been an old man, I know, and 
he always he always had a word. He, he preached and he said, if you came here expecting a blessing, you'll get one. You know, and, and the other side, if you don't come expecting a blessing, you're not going to get one. You're going to leave her empty. If we come here expecting a blessing, we'll get one, folks, because of God's goodness. Amen. We come here, we need to come in the right frame of mind, too. If we don't come in the right frame of mind, folks, it, it's just saying that they're not satisfied with God's goodness. It's sad, isn't it? Not coming here to worship and not coming here to be a, a, a part of this work and to have a, a place in, in this service. He talked about this, you know, that our frame of mind is very important when we come here to worship. It should be focused up on one thing, God. And uh, to be not satisfied with God's goodness is a sad thing to think about. When we come into these doors, we should be glad to be here. Be satisfied. Amen. Appreciate appreciate the opportunity. Amen. It should be a, 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 a dreadful thing. Uh, a lot of places go there, there's no, no uh, reverential fear of God, it seems like. Seems like it's just a, there's a, something that's just not there anymore. I was talking to a brother down King Jason the night, and we stand back, and he said, You know, Brother Jim, it's not what it used to be. Not what it used to be. It don't be that way, folks. Where there's no love toward house, God and His house, where He promised to meet with us, it, you turn your back on God's goodness. That's just, uh, that's just for sure. <clears throat> we have many spiritual blessings, folks. But sad many of them are forfeited. Because it says in Psalm 31 and 19, Again, I'll read. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which hath laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. I read that again for one reason. Our light should be shining before the sons of men out in our neighborhood. Our light should be shining to the world out in around us. Our trust and our thankfulness for his goodness should express itself in our actions and attitudes as we go through his life. Sadly, many people who proclaim to know God rob themselves of the joy of their salvation when they don't do this. The worship of God it's very important. It's more than just being here, too, just to be honest about it. A lot of people get the idea, you know, I just go to church Saturday and, or Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, that's, that's all there are to it. Well, it, uh, 
Old Saint Ed, uh, you might think it's a good way to live, but I tell you what, it's not a good, not a good way to die. You're going to miss a lot of blessings and a lot of reward one day. See, the, the worship of, of, of our God is more than just being here. It's something we need to be a part of. You don't have an exercise anymore. You go to some churches just sing one song and get a priest and sing one song and go home and no invitations. And folks, it, it, people are being robbed of God's blessings. Being robbed of God's goodness. And a lot of people rob themselves of not being part of the service. Being prayer warriors and being helped and, and keeping things in, in this church are gone and, and taking care of everything. Because it says in 145 of, of Psalms, this whole, whole 145 of Psalms is a whole thing we could read and it has a lot to do with the goodness of God and how He has blessed us. And um, he says here in uh, verse 1, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. He said, every day I'll bless thee. And I'll praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and great is to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. We look at our day we're in, We've got some generations out there that don't know what we're taught about here tonight. Never been in a church service like this. Had no clue what, what, what it's all about. They have been denied this because of failure to parents. He said, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, he said, and I will declare thy greatness. Yeah, there's some, there's some ifs and buts out there, aren't they? But if this, or, or I don't think that. You hear a lot of that. But the psalmist David, he said, I will declare the greatness, not God's greatness. They shall abundantly, abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness. That's his memory. That's what he utters. And sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. And all thy works shall praise thee, O Lord. Thy saints shall bless thee. And then he says, They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and the talk of thy power. He says, To make known to the sons of men his mighty acts. And the glories of the majesty of his kingdom. Folks, we have a lot to talk about, but we need to speak, talk in a way that expresses God's goodness toward us. He said, Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion, he says, here endureth forever, through all generations. And the Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raised up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait up thee, upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. 
Now open thy hand and, and set it forth the desire of ever living. He says here a thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh to all them that call upon him to call to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all them that love him, but the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. This whole psalm deals with the goodness of God, folks. To every one of us, to mankind even. God's even good to the lost world out there. He gives them breath to breathe. Give everything in, in about them, you know, to keep them going. So today, these are, there's just some things I want us to bring our attention. And I'm going to go here for just a few minutes in Romans chapter 11, verse 22. Paul speaking here to the church at Rome. Gentile church is like we are here at Emmanuel Baptist Church. A Gentile group of people. And uh, he goes to... He goes to this thought in chapter 11 of Romans and verse 22. Where it says, 11 22. Behold, therefore, the goodness and the severity of God. There are two things you've got to realize here. He talks about, behold, therefore, the goodness, then also the severity of God. There's a twofold thought here. Behold, therefore, the goodness of God, and then says, behold, the severity of God, uh, of God. And on them, he says here, behold, therefore, the goodness and the severity of God, on them which fail severity, but toward thee, goodness. Goodness. Then he says, if. <laughs> There's a little responsibility here involved in this too, folks. He says, if thou continue in his goodness. There's a, there's a thing that we've got to realize that this is not an off and on thing to be a part of the Lord's church. It's a continual thing. You can't come as you want and go as you want. Come as I please and go as I please. He said it, but toward thy goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off. There's some, there's some things you've got to pay attention to here in this. There's some things we've got to realize that uh, there's a responsibility. And there's a responsibility to this family right here. There's a responsibility to us that are born again, who are saved by God's grace. See, in salvation, we experience His goodness. For by His grace through faith, we're saved. We hear it much, don't we? It is God's goodness toward us, something we may never forget. And folks, we can't step aside and forget God's goodness. We've got to just keep on proclaiming it. We've got to keep on living it. We've got to stay where God wants to be. But there's another group here. But those who have not believed on the Lord, Jesus Christ, are condemned 
unto severity, the severity of God's wrath because of their unbelief. So we look at the equation, folks. Who are we? We're people saved by God's grace. We experience God's goodness. But if you're here and lost tonight, you don't know what we're talking about. You've never experienced it yet. And that's something we've got to proclaim, folks. People need to experience the goodness of God. No way can do it. It's by faith. Through faith in God's Word and by grace. Come to Him. Be drawn, drawn unto Him through the Holy Spirit. See, that's another thing we have here as God's people in the Lord's house. Through this goodness, through this goodness, we have the promise of His Spirit be here with us. I was talking to um, Brother Underwood our night. We were sitting there talking, and, and uh, I said, Brother Tim, do you ever think about what kind of situation we would have in our church if we didn't have the Holy Spirit with us? If the Holy Spirit, He did not send it, we had to be here on our own, it would be chaotic, wouldn't it? See, the Holy Spirit is part of the goodness of God to us. He left Him to be a comforter. If you don't have the Holy Spirit for we, it, would, it would be a miserable world for God's people. But one of these days, when the Lord takes His people home, that Holy Spirit goes. Brother John mentioned about that one this morning. People, y'all, are not safe in life. You don't trust Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. You're going to see what this world is really going to be like without the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Romans chapter 2 explains just what I said. Chapter 4. Chapter 2, rather, verse 4. Folks, it's a dangerous thing to fall into the hands of the name of God. Because he said, O despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not the law, knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Brother John said many times, I just pray people get a hold of that. It's the goodness of God that leadeth us to repentance. And his forbearance and longsuffering toward us. We can't get the idea. You know, God owes us anything. We owe Him. We owe Him our service and our gratitude for His goodness. Let's read on. <clears throat> but after, He says, After thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasures up thyself wrath against the day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. These are speaking to those that have Turn it back up on the goodness of God. They have not come in repentance and faith unto salvation. God's righteous judgments are going to come one day. And he said in verse 6, He will render to every man according to his deeds. And to them who by patience, he says, continue in well-doing, he says, seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil. Of the Jews 
first and also unto the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace, he says here, to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also the Gentile, then he goes, for there is no respected person with God. What we see here is, it's evident, it is evident that God's goodness will be poured upon his people. But it's also evident his judgment will be poured out upon those that reject his goodness. So today I, I want to just be reminded of one thing. No one will ever know the goodness of God until the Lord is their shepherd. Amen. And when he is, it's only then they can truly say, I shall not want. For his goodness and mercy doth continue forever, and it will continue until thy cup runneth over. And when we leave this place, we can say, my cup runneth over. We've really been blessed because of his goodness. Folks, you can't, out, you can't get away from the goodness of God. It's real. You can't get away from the goodness of God because it's a promise that we will have it. And I'm thankful for the great promise of God. We sing old songs, Standing on the Promises. Folks, we've got something to stand on. We've got a foundation. We've got something to think about and to be thankful for. I'm thankful for God's goodness and thankful for what He's done for me down through my life. I don't, I don't stand back and say I don't. I do. And thank God for my family, my church family, everything God's done for me. It's not because of anything I deserve. It's because of God's goodness. That's where it all comes from. All right, Brother Jared.
lips, but also makes part of a body where we can sing those songs, you know, as uh, we talked about uh, this evening, the youth group, you know, a common salvation, you know, something we have amongst us as believers is you didn't arrive at it in a different, a different way than I did. You came to you through the work of the Holy Spirit. Just, uh, just God's amazing. Amen. But again, be a prayer for each other. We go throughout the week that people will be raised up, be able to be out with us again this week. And I uh, pray for a pastor. He'd be better as well. But this time, Brother Donnie, would you dismiss him for